for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet. We are back at it again with another amazing podcast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet. I just wanted to jump on real quick. Sorry, that was my follow-up. I don't know where I was going with that one, but we're going to keep it rolling. We got a special guest just up the road here uh, from Waco. He's uh, just, uh, it's south of Dallas, right? Yeah, yeah, about 30 minutes. Yeah, Uh, we got Copperhead Jones. How's it going today, man? Good yourself. Doing good, doing good. It's uh it's been one of those days, as you can tell, I just completely flubbed an intro that I've been doing for six years. So, you know, it's just one of them days. <laughs> but uh really appreciate you uh jumping on. I'm glad we were able to get this done today. I was having a whole bunch of technical issues after I got off of work. I was sitting here looking at my computer and I'm like, This is doing a whole bunch of stuff it ain't supposed to be doing, so let me uh luckily i was able to get it fixed out so good deal um how how are things going up in uh i don't want to say north texas because i don't feel like that's accurate but up in uh midlothian there good everything's good weather's decent gray skies but um yeah i mean it's just quiet around here so not too crazy hey hey, quiet i'll take keep it quiet keeps keeps it good and um so are you born, raised Midlothian, or where are you from originally? Uh, I'm. Uh, I was uh, born. I was born and raised everywhere. I was okay. born in Greenville. Lived there, uh, Greenville, South Carolina. I okay. uh, lived there for uh, two days. Then moved to Georgia, and then North Carolina, Florida, and so I call I call Florida home as far as like that's where I went to high school, and that's okay. where my family is. Um, and we live in Texas now, and that's where I'm raising my family, and uh, we love it. And uh, okay. we have no intention of going anywhere, ever. <laughs> we love it here. How long have you been in uh, Texas? Uh, so I was in Texas. I lived in uh, in south outside of southwest Fort Worth uh, back in 2017. I lived there for about a year and a half, two years. Moved back home to Florida, and then uh, came back here right before COVID kicked off, so um needless to say we didn't get any uh treats from the neighbors to welcome yeah. us <laughs> I, f- I feel that i moved here i moved to waco about six months before the pandemic hit so i was i, I moved up from i was uh living in tallahassee at the time and then i got a <clears throat> i got a job out here and uh found, moved myself out here because everybody said you won't move to texas and i was like all right you don't you don't want to bet against me, but you know, here I am. <laughs> three, almost uh, three years. Yeah, actually, it'll be. It's exactly three years. So, cool yeah. deal. Welcome. Yeah. We're we're uh, we're both loving it, and making ground here. And uh, yeah, you you happen to be a Seminole? Uh, nope, nope, nope. Uh, so I'm originally from uh, Chicago. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm originally from Chicago, and I uh, went to Southern Illinois University. And then uh, at, when I uh, transferred down to SIU, my parents moved to uh, South Florida and 
after college, I moved out to New Mexico for four years and my parents wanted me to move closer. So moving to Tallahassee was kind of that happy medium compromise to say, okay, I'll move closer. And they're like, okay, well, we'll come visit more. And then they did, then they didn't. So I was like, okay. So I was like, they came, they came and visited me more when I was living in New Mexico. So I was just like, well, I'm going to go live where I want to live. So yeah. Well, Texas is not a bad spot. No, it's not. I've definitely been enjoying it. So you've been in Texas now about three and a half years, three, three and a half years. Yeah. Um, well, and you're originally, you call Florida home. Is that kind of where you started playing music or where does music kind of come into yeah, your life? Actually, uh, well, I, I, I've been playing music for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, I've been kind of a, a campfire musician forever. <laughs> I was in the Navy and so I was always a guy, you know, we go have fires out on San Diego Beach and, okay. and uh, do that. And I'd be the one playing guitar. So I've been doing this for a while, um, but I just started gigging uh doing it for uh for money and getting out there and and trying to push stuff i just started that in february so I'm oh well nice. yeah yeah nice i know you just dropped uh your debut album what was that back in september i think yeah september okay. 2nd cool cool and i've had a chance to listen to it a couple times it's a a really good piece of work and uh we'll definitely jump into it here in, in a second but that's wild that uh You've pretty much only been playing for uh, seven months, eight months. Yeah, about. That's how's that? Any of you pretty much just been playing in the Dallas area, or you've been getting out? No, I've all been, been all over. Uh, I played Florida. I played uh, the Shed in uh, hmm. Mississippi. Nice. And uh, I I played in Louisiana, and I'll go down to Austin every now and then, and uh, mm -hmm. so it's been good. Um, nice. I, got, I got another trip planned out to go to Florida, and. Um, hoping to get one to go to Wisconsin. My buddy lives up there and I'll be ma making my rounds up there, trying to hit some other cities. And uh, yeah, so I definitely yeah. get around. Yes. I had a chance to find you on uh, Facebook, your personal page. And it was quite interesting. You're one of the very few musicians that I've never met, but we have a whole bunch of mutual friends. <laughs> it, I was just, I'm just sitting there looking at him and I'm like, man, this guy must get around because you got, couple of buddies that i met when i was living out in new mexico they live out in west texas and it's yeah it's crazy so oh wow yeah yeah um, it's a definitely different uh it's a different world out there now with social media and and, and the networking is insane so yeah. definitely yeah. trying to link up with everybody with with some common ground yeah for sure it's uh it's pretty cool actually it just kind of shows you how small the community is or how big of a coincidence it all is you know um so no that so you've been uh playing for playing out for uh, several months here um at what point did you kind of start writing your own music because you've got a full catalog of music so you've been writing for a bit right yeah um so the first three yeah the first three songs on the album mm -hmm. were actually written 10 years ago okay um, while I was on deployment. So that's when I kind of started writing. Uh, Where the Heart Always Be was the first song I ever put pen to paper and, and wrote. And it made it to the album, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, the first one I ever attempted made it through. And, nice. um, and yeah, uh, and then it was uh, Traveling Dad and um, and then uh, No One Giving Up. Those are the three. Then I took a long break um, 
I didn't play music for a while. I kind of put it up just because I was going to school using the GI Bill and I was focused elsewhere. And um, anyways, I moved to Texas in uh, 2017 for the first roundabout. Mm -hmm. And uh, I met a really good friend um, that ended up having a knack for uh, writing lyrics. Yes. And uh, so he gave me he gave me some lyrics he wrote. And it was just coincidental. And then next thing you know, I start making a music to it, making a song. And uh, he's like, man, that was pretty cool. You know, let's, let's, let's keep doing this. Let's try to do this for real. So we start going back and forth. The next thing you know, between us, us two, we, we came up with this, uh, this full uh, album here. And it's been pretty good. Fun ride. Nice, nice. And uh, so for the, anybody that's out there listening, uh, the name of the f- album is Anchor, correct? Yes, that okay. is correct. Uh, so it obviously it's been in the work or it's the songs on it have been in your catalog for a good minute. But at what point did you kind of decide, OK, I'm ready to like put a full body of work together and release an album? So it's, it's kind of weird how the whole thing transpired. So the songwriting thing just became a hobby and we just did it cause it was fun. And we both had a, 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 a passion, um, is more towards a poetry side of thing, mine towards music and playing and singing. So he'd write the words, I'd make the music, et cetera. Well, one year, um, it was father's day and my wife generously, um, and thoughtfully gave me an awesome gift, which was four hours of studio time. Nice. I go in to Fort Worth Sound, which you set up for me, and uh, I I lay down the tracks to uh, to I think two of my songs, three of my songs. Oh. I was gonna uh, say you cut a whole record in four hours. That's some magic. Oh right there. yeah, no, no, no. And this was just acoustic. So yeah. in four hours, this was just like the uh, it was a sampler. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. And then I got the bug. I was like, this was really cool. This was my first studio experience. I was like, this is cool. Like, let's do this for real. So I spent about a year saving up. Nice. And uh, then I went full-blown studio musicians, producer, like the whole nine to get it done right. I said, if I'm going to put this out there and put my mark out there, um, and, it, and it's going to stay on. I mean, you could delete it, but it's still out there in the world, mm-hmm. right? You want to put forth the best quality you can. Um, so I saved up and, and, and did that, and I continued on with Fort Worth Sound, and we we uh, we all produced this album, and uh, I think it came out pretty good as, uh, for a first album, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was I mean, it was it was a blast. I got the bug, and um, like I said, so it all kind of happened backwards for me, mm-hmm. where most people gig for years and years and yeah. years. I was about to bring that up. An album. I... So I worked the album before I even had my first gig. Um, yeah, we put I, my first single came out in December of 21. I didn't start gigging until February 22. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened was, is I was doing this working towards a CD and I was talking to you guys and I was excited about it. And, and they kind of said, dude, um, this is great stuff. Um, and I know you wanted to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's like, I know even with social media and Spotify and all these other things, you're going to push your stuff out there, but you really have to gig. You really need to go live in front of people and gig and push your music out. And I kind of rolled my eyes like, Oh God. Okay. I got a full-time job. I don't really want to do this. <laughs> so I do it. I, I, I spike the bullet and, and me, I'm kind of, 
either I'm I'm not in or I'm all in. So I went all in. I was like, all right, I'll give it a run. And then just like the studio time, I got the bug and I freaking love going out there and playing. It is so fun. Yeah. Um, so now I have to, you know, my wife is kind of like pulling the reins back. <laughs> she's like, chill out, man. We got, we got two little girls and, uh, she's, uh it's, and it's good. It, it's having yeah. fun and we're working that out. And, uh, but it's, it's been fun. It's been fun. Nice. It's, uh, I, I it was funny cause I was about to bring that up about how, uh, it seems like you're kind of working things backwards because people will go out and play for forever before they even consider releasing music. And that's more of just kind of road testing the music. But from kind of what I've seen, like, I mean, you are still play. like, I guess it kind of sits on that fine line of you were still playing, right? You were just not playing like shows. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I play for, the, the neighbors uh i'd play mm-hmm. for my friends to come over and have a campfire i was always the guy like hey man get your guitar out let's play something mm-hmm. um but it was never been uh, it was never to an unbiased group of people mm-hmm. that's when gigging started happening yeah and uh but you know it, it, it i'm still finding that balance it's weird because a lot of people want to hear covers they want to hear stuff they know yeah so try to sh- throw in a song that's yours that's original and mm. um and sometimes it's hard to read whether they like it or not, or if they could care less and whether or not that means the song's bad or not, because sometimes they just could care less because they don't know what it is. Yeah. Heard it yet. Doesn't yeah. mean it's bad. They just yeah. don't know any better yet, you know? And it's one of those things that it kind of just depends on what kind of venue you're playing at. Mm-hmm. Like if you're at a, a coffee house or a listening room or something like that, where that's why they're there is to listen to you play then yeah, break out all the originals. But if you're just background noise plotter at a local bar and they're just like, hey, we want you to play music because we don't want the sound of the ice machine just like purring all night, you know, like whatever it is. (laughs) Yeah. Then yeah, you're, yeah, sprinkle in your originals, but for the most part, that's really all they want are the covers. Just know it, you know. Yep. To set the mood or whatever. And Like I said, I've been doing this not long, so I'm still learning. Um, so I've, I've kind of told myself, you know, going forward in 2023, I'm going to be a lot more strategic about where I book myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not doing this professionally. I'm not doing this for the money. So I get the I, I have the luxury of of not having to go to uh, the smoky bar or the yeah. brewery or or wherever. I go to places that I know. I'm going to be listened to and they're there to hear me mm-hmm. not on background noise because yeah. I'm not trying to make, I don't need to make money doing, doing this to make, uh, to make music. I got a, I got a good job. Um, my goal is to go past that. I would mm-hmm. like to quit my job someday to go forward in music. And, you know, I think if I could be a little more strategic on where I play, I can yeah. hopefully grab some more, t- uh, more ears. Yeah. It's impressive, though, how you've just kind of jumped in with both feet and been able to get out and play shows locally, but then also just go out to like Florida and Mississippi and just like picking up shows. I'm not I wouldn't call them pro, I, like because I don't know the the specifics of those shows. I wouldn't don't know if they're like tours or if it was just like, hey, I'm going to Florida this weekend. Let me uh pick up a show or, you know. Oh yeah, no, they're they're definitely pre-planned out. Like, yeah, it's a lot of planning. Um, and yeah. I've already have my next Florida show 
scheduled in uh, April. Um, I'm actually going to be shooting my first music video down there. Nice. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So I got a whole thing set up down there, and it's going to be good. Whereabouts in uh, Florida are you from? Uh, so I'm from uh, Cocoa, Florida. Okay. Um, okay. Near this, uh, they call it the Space Coast, which is near NASA, Cape Canaveral, Cocoa yeah. Beach. A lot of people don't know that area, um, but mm-hmm. it's basically just east. Of, it's it's the beach just east of Orlando. So that's mm-hmm. basically where I'm from. When I li- I when I lived in Orlando, it was always we'd either go to Cocoa Beach or we'd go to Daytona Beach. If we were feeling a little bit more feisty, it was we were going to Daytona. But every once in a while, we'd go over to Cocoa. Cocoa, yeah, Cocoa's all right. Uh, it's it's yeah. good time, and uh, Daytona is more of a the party scene. Yeah, Cocoa Beach is more family friendly, I guess. Yes, yeah. but you and, know it's funny you you, uh, you lived in both of my alma mater cities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it it's one of those things. It's interesting because I I almost went to FSU for grad school. All right, like so after I graduated from Carbondale. Um, I moved down with my parents because they had already moved down to South Florida and they're like, all right, look, we'll give you three months. You got to find a job or you got to go to grad school. One of the two. Yeah. And it, I was toying between going to grad school, but then as things kind of started picking up, I got a job and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go work instead of paying a hundred grand or whatever it is to go get some kind of grad degree. <laughs> um, and then I ended up going to Bowling Green, Kentucky, and I was there for about nine months. And then, then I... All right, cool. Yeah. Oh, I've been all over the place. You're I, I, like me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm already looking for that next move. I, you know, it's just kind of like, eh, where do I want to go? Where do I want to yeah, go? Yeah. You're, you're a lot like me. I, and yeah. I, now that I'm married and have kids, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep it down, lock it up. And, uh, yeah. but, if it was up to me, man, I'd, I would love to take a couple of years and go live in somewhere like Montana or something. Yeah. My, yeah. 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 So I, I just finally got caught up on Yellowstone and I'm seeing all this Montana stuff and I'm just like, Montana would be cool. I've been there once and I got lost because I didn't have cell signal. And so we drove <laughs> around for a good minute. And I was just like, all right, fun. Um, so you went to FSU and I'm guessing you went to Baylor, right? No, so I didn't go to FSU. I went okay. to UCF. Okay. FSU is the reason why I joined the Navy. Uh, okay. <laughs> they denied me. <laughs> they said, you're not good enough. I was like, I guess I'll join the Navy. Because that was the only school I wanted to go to. I was a hardcore Florida State fan. And yeah. uh, so I that, that's the only place I went to wanted to go to school at a, at a high school. And uh, so I went to the Navy and ended up coming back and, and going to UCF because it was mm. closer to home. Four years after high school, you, you start to – you're still not really uh, that mature yet. But you yeah. want up to know, kind of understand what's more important. And it was more important for me to be closer to family mm-hmm. uh, than, than go do this college experience thing where yeah. I've already had that in the Navy. Yeah. More so probably than if I did college. So, yeah, it was good. Gotcha. It's, it's funny because I have – like other than my parents um, – I had a couple of aunts and uncles, great aunts and uncles that live in uh, live on the west, lived on the west coast of Florida, and they were all Gator fans, and uh-huh. so yeah, like hardcore Gator fans. <laughs> and so when I moved to Tallahassee, like once I started really paying attention to college football, I was like, oh, FSU is FSU is really cool, but unfortunately, unfortunately, it was like 
I started really paying attention around the Jameis Winston era where they were starting to get really good and then yeah. they, fell, they fell off a cliff afterwards. Um, and so I started paying attention around that era and it was really cool and they all had coronaries because how could you root against the Gators? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's easy. I don't know. It's easy. <laughs> well, you know, they had their little era too, right? With Tim Tebow, yeah. they dropped off the map. So oh, yeah. they all get it. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's one of those things. But anyways, so you spent a good amount of time in Florida. Um when you started who introduced you to the idea of like actually playing music? Obviously you had the talent, but who introduced you to the idea of like, oh hey, playing music, maybe I should try this. Um, and what's in, in a gigging sense or just, no, just in, in, in general, general, who's like the, who's the first person to hand you a guitar and be like, Hey, maybe you might want to try this or oh, well, you know, however it started from a early age. Uh, mm -hmm. my dad was a drummer. My mom was a singer. And every night since I can remember, um, about three all the way up mm -hmm. to getting out of the house after school, joining the Navy every weekend, almost, or every other weekend we had a music night mm -hmm. and we'd all take turns playing the drums. And my dad had this sweet Pearl drum set and uh, we all played that. And uh, I still can't play that thing, but needless to say, we had fun making noise. <laughs> and, uh, and then we took turns singing and my sister is a phenomenal singer. Um, I wish she had the, the, the confidence to go do it. Mm -hmm. um, me more of like, whatever, I don't care. Um, and she's way better than me for the record. Um, which is sad but anyways that's kind of how it all started just yeah. it, it was a culture of my family we we grew up with music it was that was a very key uh center for, center point um that brought us together mm -hmm. nice and so then you just kind of brought or music kind of stuck with you at that point and took you all the way through pretty much until you started uh recording your music a few years oh, yeah. or yeah um I, uh, I did, uh, I was in band. I mean, I did, I wanted to learn all these instruments. So I started that too, picked up a guitar at 12, um, still figuring out that beast because, uh, I can play chords all day, but man, that, that fretboard is, uh, something fierce. Oh, so I, sure that. I'm working, I'm working that and, and I owe it. Um, I owe it to myself, to the people I play for and, uh, uh, just to, to really learn that thing and, and, and respect that instrument because it's a beautiful instrument. And, uh, I really want to master it someday. So I'm still working towards that and hopefully I can get there. For sure. For sure. That's awesome. Um, and so kind of walking up to uh, the actual, uh, the release, the, like, the whole recording releasing process of Anchor. Um, at what point did you kind of decide, okay, I'm ready to turn this into an album? Obviously you mentioned that your wife got you the, yeah, uh, like the four hours at the studio. But what was kind of the turning point? Like, oh, hey, there's more like this was uh, you mentioned that like, this was fun. But what was the turning point? Like, OK, I need to go do the full album. So the, the full album idea happened probably right after mm -hmm. those four hours. Um, almost okay. in that minute. That's, that's what it was. If I could pin it down, that was the moment. Okay. Um, 
because my buddy and I, we've been writing songs for a while at that point. Um, we really liked what we had. We enjoyed it. Um, the people we showed it to really enjoyed it. And, um, and it turned into be like, you know what? Like, I don't care if I make it. This was the, the time of the, that was my mindset at the time. I don't care if I make it. I'm not trying to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to put an album out. That's like a bucket list thing. Like yeah. I did it. Like, you know what I mean? That, that's like, mm-hmm. cool. not many people get to say that they put an album out. Yeah. I just thought that was a really cool thing I wanted to do. And so that's what I went for. And I dove nice. in and, and did it. Yeah. And especially this day and age, it's so like, obviously so many musicians are trying to make a living with their music and need to make a living because it's all they've got. Whereas you're in a little bit of a different space because it's like, yeah, you want to make a living from your music, but if you just play, end up playing a handful of shows a month because you love it and you release an album every other year because you love it, Mm -hmm. you're going to be okay. Whereas, you know, but um, so th- that's always an interesting discussion to have, just like different facets of life when it comes to releasing music and like expectations and all that stuff. But just like yeah. I think as long as you keep that enjoyment of the entire process and just kind of keep staying authentically who you are as a musician, mm-hmm. you you've got nothing to worry about, you know, just kind of little two cents from <laughs> from you know, from somebody that's seen a lot of musicians come through the, uh, come through the virtual screen here. So, um, but yeah, no, that's, uh, and then, so the album's been out for a little over two months at this point. Mm-hmm. What's kind of going through your mind right now? Oh man. Um, well, I'm, I, I like to say this, I, I'm about as ambitious as you can be without stepping on others to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I mean by that is I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that that album is successful, but I will not put others down in order to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm trying different things and, and because I'm so new and I don't necessarily have a, a lot of mentors, um, I'm really having to learn everything from scratch and, mm-hmm. uh, the people that I, that do give me their time, I'm so grateful for, and I've been picking up stuff left and right. Um, but a lot of it's, I mean, this is a business it's mm-hmm. marketing and unfortunately marketing is like my worst enemy. I, I, mm-hmm. I have a business degree. I am good at finance. I'm good at strategy. I'm good at all this stuff. Marketing is the one I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't get it. It's hard. It's expensive and it's risky. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what makes it is the marketing part. Mm-hmm. And it's ever changing. Marketing is ever changing. Like, <laughs> talk or from somebody that that's all I do that like that's my day job is marketing it it changes on a constant basis and it's annoying like just <laughs> I I literally get paid to do it and it's like man all right what trend do I got to try and keep up with now because if I don't I'm gonna get left in the dust and it's mm-hmm. just like this ever like and I mean education is great like just kind of staying on top of all the trends that's cool but, you know, just the whole process of trying to find out what the trends are. Is yeah, another I'm, I'm, beast. Start, I'm starting to learn real quick why uh, why marketing is so expensive and why yeah. and, and why it's um, it's a uh, it's expensive for a reason. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes in there. I mean, before I was like, okay, they post a couple things. And so, and this is me being ignorant, right? Post a couple things here, post a couple things here, make a cool little picture. All right. Yeah. Put it out there. And, uh, and then I'm starting to dig into it and I'm like, wow. All right. This is like hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I might want to do this. Yeah. Well, cause it was one of those things, like one of the things that are uh, earlier this year, I had this grand philosophy that I was going to work a week ahead of time. So like, as far as like marketing and just promoting and getting stuff out there, I'm like, all right, fine. Here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to sit, sit down on Sunday afternoon. Cause usually, especially like right now, Sunday afternoon, bears games are done. I'm a Chicago bears fan. So that that's been a, uh, a fun disappointment this year. It's okay. I'm a Denver fan, so. Yeah. Yeah. At least he had some excitement entering the season. At least some hope. <laughs> that excitement died uh, quickly. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, you know, I had this idea of, okay, I'm going to sit down Sunday afternoons, build out and program everything. So then that way throughout the week, you know, it's all good. Mm-hmm. But then I find myself racking my head on Sunday afternoon, like, okay, what's, what do I need to post on Thursday night? And just like, you know, just overstressing this stuff and figured if I got myself a week ahead, I'd be good. But that only lasted for like two weeks because it was like, I can't dedicate every Sunday afternoon to, you know, just sit here and plan out my whole week. Yeah. Uh, and like, cre- cause then I got to create the content and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, you can't do all this in one afternoon. It's like a process. So, Certainly. but you know, that, that's just how life is sometimes, I guess. Um, so how's, uh, you, you brought up that, uh, you're looking to shoot your music first music video in April in Florida, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be going down to, uh, Southwest Florida, uh, okay. near Fort Myers, a little town called St. James City. That's actually okay. what the song is, is about. It's called nice. Cold Beers and Tight Lines. It's on the album. And uh, the song is about my my summers down in uh, St. James City. And my uncle had a place out there, and, and that's where I learned to fish. And um, there's some good fishing out there. And, yeah. uh, man, they got they got beat up hard oh, yeah. at Hurricane, unfortunately. And yeah. uh, So they're struggling, but... Uh, I mentioned this place called the uh, the Ragged Ass Saloon, and it's a real place in St. James City. Yeah. And uh, so we're actually going to film it there, and um, it's going to be fun. And and they're, nice. they're they're coming back, so we made sure everybody's okay. Um, and, but it was it was an awkward it was awkward uh, timing there for sure. Yeah. Trying to plan it out, it's like, yeah, I might need to give us a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They got priorities, <laughs> and I'm oh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, so my my uncle still lives in Fort or my uncle lives in Fort Myers. And he was telling me all the stories of like all those barrier islands, like off the West coast of Florida there, like how some, like most of them just, they're never going to recover. Like, you know, just some of those barrier islands where it's one road in one road out. A lot of those bridges got taken down during the hurricane. So HM city was one of those places. It's on pine Island, the big island. Yep. Yep, yep. That, that yeah, it's right there at the south end tip of that. Um, and Matt Lachey got completely pummeled, which is mm-hmm. on your way in on mm-hmm. Island. And uh, they ended up building that bridge in record time. That bridge is back. Oh, it's there. back. Okay. <laughs> just, no, just that one. I can't speak to the others, but I do know the bridge yeah. onto Pine Island. 
is is uh, they built that in record time. I have to tell my dad because he was like convinced that Pine Island and all those barrier islands out there were just gonna be nothing for a long time because well, it may be true if if like the grocery store doesn't come back and, and yeah businesses don't come back they don't want to reinvest well yeah. then you're going to see it die that way yeah. economically but as yeah. far as getting in and out oh yeah um they built that bridge back in the town and uh, it's good to go nice that's awesome yeah yeah and it, that's that's just from what i've heard on the news and uh, so if you hear something different please correct me but that's what, I, yeah. what i've heard yeah for sure. Uh, and I'll actually be down in Tampa. Like I found out that I'll be in Tampa in March. So I'm really, it's been for, let's see, 2019 since March of 2019, since I've been to Tampa. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm going to, well, um, Tampa's cool. Yeah. It's I'm going to a music festival there. So, uh, the, uh, Gasparilla music festival. Oh yeah. I know about that. Yeah. <laughs> we, before the pandemic, we did uh, media for them all the time. And then the pandemic hit, and I was like, I'm not driving to Florida and getting stuck in Florida <laughs> because of this pandemic. So, yeah. sorry, I, I, I just can't make that commitment, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, no, Florida's cool. I love it. Um, And, you know, just all the cool stuff going on down there, you know. I wouldn't want to live there. Like, I'm kind of over living in Florida, at least right now at this point in my life. But, you know, Texas is kind of where it's at, so. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, you got the music video coming up, and then you got a couple of shows on the books and what have you. Actually, you just played a show this past weekend, didn't you? Yeah. Um trying to remember a lot of this stuff ends up being a blur. <laughs> right. I like, saw the, I some... literally saw the post for it. And I was yeah, like, oh, that's... I was at a, I was down in Corsicana uh, yeah. yesterday. I had a Sunday show. Um, I played at uh, Marshall's Tavern. There it is. Yep. That's what it yep. was. And uh, so that was good. And um, I can't remember the rest. It's on my thing, but <laughs> uh, I, oh, I played uh Southern Roots Brewery, which mm-hmm. is out in Waco. Uh, they have one in Waxahachie, so I play there. Yep. And um, Saturday, uh, that one's not c- coming to me. So, oh, yeah, I played out in we- I played out in East Texas. I went all the way out to Sulphur Springs. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So you, you survived your trip out to East Texas. That's good. I did. It was man. Yeah. It was cold. I played outside. <laughs> uh huh. And uh, I, I actually really like the cold. But you know yeah. what sucks about being a guitar player playing outside in the cold? Oh yeah. You can't put your hands in your pockets and you can't nope. wear gloves. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. So I quickly learned that. Yeah. I will say the one thing about Southern Roots, though, I've been to Southern Roots a couple of times. They probably have the best pizza in Central Texas. Just. just oh, their pizza is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, coming from somebody that grew up in Chicago, like, oh, that's you gotta the only be- play- Yeah, you're a pizza snob, aren't you? Yeah, a little bit, just a little bit. Um, So it's one of those things, it's literally, like, I mean, I'll go to, like, any one of the pizza chains just because at least I know what I'm getting. But as far as, like, stuff made here in town, Southern Roots is the only place I'll go, at least as of right now. I haven't found anything better, so. Well, they're good. That margarita's on point. (laughs) Yeah, it's, their beers, like, well, I mean, obviously they're a brew, they're a brewery, so they got beer, but they, uh, they released a beer called Out the Alico, which is a building here in Waco. Mm-hmm. And I never had a stronger beer in my life, 
but then again, I don't drink like I don't drink a lot of strong beer, so it's like usually light whatever I can get my oh, hands yeah. on. Yeah, and I, I'm sitting there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's this percentage of alcohol." I'm like, "Okay, that's uh that's strong." So, <laughs> but you know, so what's kind of the plan moving uh, into 2023 after you get the uh, music video? Are you looking to? go back into the studio again or are you going to kind of just promote this and let this one live as long as you can well yeah um so i mean this one has 13 songs um and and i'm really gonna i mean we just put this out in september so mm-hmm. i'm really gonna try to push this as hard as i can for as long as i can um i'm i'm, I'm thinking about doing it every other year kind of cycle um mm-hmm. i've been doing a lot of um self-education on songwriting uh lyrics and 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 writing uh writing melodies and and all these other great things so i've gotten a few books and i've really dove deep into into bettering myself to to give Mm -hmm. a better product uh to the folks that are listening and uh, hopefully that second album could be even better um but yeah no every other year is kind of where i'm at and uh we'll see how it goes from there but i'm just enjoying the journey yeah that's important like that's one thing I wish I'd have done more of is just kind of enjoying, enjoying the journey. You know, there's been plenty of times where it's like, nope, we gotta, gotta get there. We gotta work. We gotta do this. We gotta do that. And we'd be in like the middle of like the Grand Canyon, like driving right past the Grand Canyon. And it's like, yo, can we, or my buddy would be like, yo, can we stop for 10 minutes? I ain't, I've never been to the Grand Canyon. I'm like, no, we've got 54 miles to go and we gotta be there in a half hour, you know, like whatever it is. <laughs> uh, you know so yeah no, i get it I'm wired i'm wired that way too um yeah i don't enjoy the moment enough yeah. the older i get the more i'm starting to wise up and learn i enjoy the moment there's something to that yeah but nowadays i find myself going certain directions just so i can enjoy certain pro- like i i don't know when you go to florida do you drive or are you usually flying to florida um, because I'm doing, uh, because I'm, if I play gigs, I'm driving because I mm-hmm. got all that PA equipment. I got to bring yeah. all my sound. Yeah. Um, so I'm driving. And, yeah. uh, do you, do you go South, like into Louisiana or it, like down to, will you go down to 10 or do you cut over and then, uh, uh so it depends. Um, if I got a gig, it's where I'm driving wherever the first gig is and I'll stay mm-hmm. the night there because mm-hmm. it's a trip to get down to where I'm from. Yeah. Um, down in central Florida. Um, so I'll just go wherever that gig is. Now, if I'm mm. driving, when I drive to just drive and go home, yeah, I'm always going, I go, I go to Jackson mm-hmm. and then I'm off the road. Yeah. I go on the back road through Alabama. Love it. Roll yeah. out of the road is gorgeous. Um, yeah. it really is. People would not understand that, but it really is beautiful. I, I got, I had to go through rural Alabama when I was, uh, so I was driving, it, this was like July 2019 this was like july 2019 just a couple of months before i knew i was going to be going to uh going to wake off still living in tallahassee and my buddy and i we planned this big road trip for live and amplified we were going to meet a whole bunch of musicians we were going to go to utah and then we were going up to montana and then cutting back down to vegas going out to la and then i was going to head back to uh back out to uh tallahassee and we get up to Montana and on my way back, we're going through Idaho and my dad calls me. He's like, Hey, when are you supposed to be back home? I was like, Oh, I've, 
I mean, I'm supposed to be back home in like four or five days, but I think I'm going to extend it out like another day or two so I can go enjoy L.A. a little bit. And he's like, um, well, if you wait those extra one or two days, you're going to get hit by a hurricane. And like there was like one of those weird midsummer hurricanes oh, coming, yeah. coming through uh, uh, up the panhandle there. And I, it was going to be. Like, I think it was supposed to hit, like, New Orleans or between New Orleans and, like, Pensacola somewhere in there. And he's like, yeah, you're going to get hit by a hurricane, so you may want to start heading back, like, now. And I'm like, okay. So we canceled everything else we had planned. I went and dropped my buddies off in southeast New Mexico, and I started driving. And I was coming up into – I was supposed to go through Mobile, Alabama, and – my dad was like, no, get off here, take the rural roads and just basically zigzag your way across to basically like Dothan or something. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And literally as I turned off, like I was supposed to be going to like before I was going to Mobile, about a half hour later, it starts raining and I get an alert saying that the bridge, like, you know, that bridge in Mobile where it's like, oh, on, that goes on. yeah, yeah. It was underwater. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, or, yeah, something to that effect. And I'm like, I was literally going to be there in like three minutes or like 30 minutes, whatever it was. And I just completely bypassed it. And I didn't see a single drop of rain. I didn't see nothing. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, you dodged a bullet there, buddy. And I'm like, Whew, okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess I did. So was that the one that but, hammered Mexico Beach really hard? Oh, no, no, no. That was Michael. That was... Uh, yeah, that was bad. The, oh, I was... Yeah, that was really bad. That was like the first hurricane I ever felt like the actual oh, that, impact. That was your first hurricane, huh? Yeah, that was my first hurricane. Oh, okay. <laughs> so... Yeah. Like every other hurricane, I had left right before it hit land or got there just after it, it had like dissipated and went past. Yeah. So... Usually Tallahassee, is, it doesn't get hit hard. No, but Mike, Michael, it got hit yeah. pretty good. Yeah, like to the point that I, there's still places in the panhandle up there that still haven't recovered. Yeah, I believe so. That. But anyways, so outside of music, obviously you got the family, you got the kids. When you need to decompress, what are you doing? When I what? When when you need to decompress, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. What? Um. So... Uh, Man, I'll tell you what these the gigs do for me. I mean, that's why I love it so much. Um, mm -hmm. It's uh, it's sometimes it it, it 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 turns into a job. I start to see how it could be a job, and yeah, I'm getting paid for it. But there's sometimes I'm like, okay, you know, um, I'm tired of the drunk guy yelling at me to play this, that, or whatever. You know, you, you're tired of the freebird catcalls. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and uh. But other than that, I mean, it really is my decompression, and I get it. I get to do it two, three times a week, and it, it's it's great. Um, started working out again, and and that's another good one. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, that's it's really. Oh, I'm <clears throat> another thing that really helps me is I'm really in a barbecue. Mm -hmm. While I'll spend outside on my offset smoker, you know, okay. old school, like do it right. You know what I mean. Yeah. And, uh, so I love that too. And, and yeah. so that's good. That's one thing I'm looking about going home for the holidays is my sister's husband. 
He's always got something barbecue in the smoker. He's always got something in the smoker. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be. Usually it's usually it's a brisket. That seems to be what he is like standard go-to is. Yeah. But, you know, man, I can't wait to go home and just or go back, go to my sister's place and eat whatever food they have prepared. So <laughs> that's great. Yeah. It's always yeah. nice having someone in the family that knows their way around a smoker. Yeah. It, well, he's been doing it for, for, for forever. And it's like, I wish I could, but you know, I live in an apartment complex and they, every, seems like every three months they're sending out a reminder, just a reminder. You can't have grills out on your back porch. And it's like, boy, you're really tying my hands here, aren't you? So, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I lived in apartments too, uh, when I was going to college and I was like, I cannot wait for the day to, to do this and have my own house and like mm. go in the backyard. Cause I even had, I had a smoker when I was in college mm -hmm. we had one of those storage closets that you mm -hmm. get times. Um, and it was on the bottom floor. And uh, so I actually had a smoker that yes. I put in there. I'd store it. And then we do go do camping trips and I'd bring the smoker out there, haul it out. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. then I go smoke on our camping trips. And it was great. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of funny. The one thing I always hoped for was a back porch just to go sit on. And this place that I'm at now, I finally got my back porch and I was like, sweet, I've got a back porch. I'll go buy a little grill and I'll just grill steaks. Like I wasn't thinking anything too intense for like barbecue, but I could do like a grill. Maybe if I want to do a rotisserie chicken or, yeah. you know, something like that. And then when I sign, when I go in to sign my contract, they're like, oh yeah, by the way, after I'd already signed everything, you're not allowed to have a grill on the back porch. And I'm like, well, here I am again. I have a back porch and <laughs> can't enjoy it. Did they say anything about Blackstones? That's a little different. Those are fun too. I, <laughs> I don't know. They they just sent out a huge addendum to the, to the whole thing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to keep anything on the back porch because yeah. they're trying to make this an upscale community. And I'm like, we're right down the road from Baylor. We're right down the road from MCC. You're lucky wow. this place isn't crawling with college kids. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Anyways, um, so I don't want to keep you too much longer here because, you know, it's otherwise these things kind of just drag out and whatnot but there's one thing that i want to play we play a fun little game uh it's called rapid fire randomness and i got a couple of just random gen randomly generated questions for you all right so if you're ready here we go let's do it in your opinion what's more important on a pizza the cheese or the sauce oh cheese fair would you rather never have to pick out your outfit or never have to do laundry again never have to do laundry If you could have lunch with anyone that's currently living, who would it be? Probably Blake Shelton, because he's cool. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's kind of, 
Well, no, he's not from Texas. He's from Oklahoma, right? He's from Oklahoma, but yeah, yeah he's got a good sense of humor. He would just make me laugh the whole time. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's... <laughs> um, what is one country you would never want to visit? Um, Ukraine sounds pretty bad about right now. That's... <laughs> that's... <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> If you could live for six months with a guest family, this kind of piggybacking, basically, what country would you live in for six months? What country would I live in for six months? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love to live in New Zealand. Actually, I've, you know, that was one of those things where originally my thought was I wanted to like go live in Australia. And then everybody's like, no, go live in New Zealand. It's just like Australia, but there's nothing there that's really going to kill you. And I told that to a couple of Australian friends and they started laughing. They're like, that's not a hundred percent accurate, but you know, <laughs> so, um, and then the last question, in your opinion, what is a, what is a sign that someone is genuinely a good person? They uh, they look you in the eyes. Eye contact. Fair. And that was rapid fire randomness. Cool. Do you actually? Do you consider yourself a Dr Pepper person or a Mountain Dew person? Oh, out of the two, it would be a Dr Pepper person. Okay, I think that's like the Texas answer. I've never seen more people drink Dr. Pepper in my life. Like everywhere I go, somebody's drinking a Dr. Pepper. You know, it's just like, I, I get it Dr. here. Pepper was invented in Waco, wasn't it? Yep. There's a huge yeah. museum here. And so like, anytime I go anywhere, everybody drinks a Dr. Pepper and I'm that weird guy. It's like, I'll take a Coke or Pepsi, whatever it is you got. Yeah. But you know, so it is what it is. Uh, but anyways, so that was rapid fire randomness, just kind of way to break up the, uh, break up the podcast a little bit, yeah. make it a little exciting and fun. Um, kind of moving forward with everything. Uh, if people want to check out the album anchor or any of, uh, your upcoming shows, where's the best place for them to do that? Yeah. So, um, first off, if you want to listen to music, you can find it anywhere you get your music. So all the streaming platforms, YouTube, um, Pandora, wherever, uh, Texas radio. I've, I've been pushing some music out on Texas radio. And, um, as far as the best place to get events. So you want to follow my socials for, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, and then if you just want to know what's coming up in advance, um, I have a website, uh, www.copperheadjones.com. And, uh, you can get, uh, you can check out the events tab and you can see everything I currently have booked now. And, uh, yeah, you can even go out there and buy some merch if you uh, so feel so <laughs> the need. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, I, that's that's kind of where it is. Sweet. Well, hopefully uh, we'll see. Hopefully next time I'll see. So you were in Waco this past weekend then, or yesterday, right? What, no, 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 no. I was in oh. Wapachi because they, okay. yeah, they put a they put a, a sister location up here. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you ever come play Southern Roots here in Waco, let me know. I will be there because I'm always down to eat their pizza. Sure so, deal. 
but yeah, uh, once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's really been a blast. I'm glad we were able to get this to work out. And anytime you want to come back on, let me know. Uh, we'll definitely set something up. I'm actually in the process. I'm going to put this on record because I find if I put things on record, I actually get them done a little bit faster because, <laughs> you know, that that seems to be a thing that motivates me. I am in the process. So last year we had a radio show that we did out in New Mexico. I'm in the process of relaunching said radio show for the early part of next year. But instead of being like a rock state, because we were, we were basically an independent rock show mm -hmm. this year, I think I'm going to go, or this time around, I think I'm going to go more country. Okay. Like just, you know, something different. Like we have, we seem to have a lot more country artists. So I, I will keep you in the loop on that as we start to build that one out. But I'm thinking maybe like February next year. Cool deal. So, yeah, definitely let me know. That'd be awesome. But yeah. Anyways, so that, I just wanted to put that one on record because I know if I didn't, I would just kind of let it flow by the wayside and completely forget that that was something that I wanted to do. So no, I'll, I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll be uh, hitting you up in February. Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> I appreciate it. Keeping me honest. I love it right. when people do that. But anyways, uh, once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been a blast. Welcome back anytime. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I did just want to thank everybody that participated in our pancreatic cancer uh, fundraiser that we did last Thursday. Uh, we're still in the process of kind of uh, evaluating how the fundraiser went. We're talking with our partners and uh, going over totals and stuff like that. But as of right now, it was a huge success by the early numbers that we can tell, uh, you know, and we're going to just keep growing this thing out every year. So I uh, just wanted to take a second to thank everybody for participating in that. But other than that, thank you so much. And we will see you all later.